Welcome to Simmer Down with Viv. I'm your host, Vivian Chan. Each week, we will dive into a topic that I'm hungry for. I may or may not have a friend that will join me. The conversation may be a sweet one or just plain salty, but I promise you that it will be full of flavor. So much flavor that you can taste it with a recipe dedicated to that specific episode. Be sure to follow Simmer Down with Viv on Instagram for all recipe links, updates, and info. Now get comfy because we're going to turn the heat on low, let those baby bubbles pop, and simmer down into this week's juicy conversation. Hey everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of Simmer Down with Viv. It's Friday, but more importantly, today it's Valentine's Day. So I want to wish each and every one of you a very happy Valentine's Day. And talking about Valentine's Day, it's a big holiday about love, right? But what is love? That's a very loaded question, and it can change depending on who you ask. If you ask a small child, what is love? They can say, that's what my mommy and daddy say to me. I love you. And I say it back. If you ask a teenager, it could mean their whole world. First loves are usually the most intense. If you ask someone who's married with children, that can be a different kind of love. The love they have for their child because they would give anything up for them. For people who don't have children, it can be a love for their career. It can be a love for their fur babies. It can be a love for themselves. And as you get older, like grandparents age, love can just mean the life they have, the life they created, and the life they leave behind. Okay, so I was like, let's talk about what love is. I've been watching a lot of Forky ask a question on Disney+, and he asked simple questions. What is blank? So what is love? It's a four-letter word, and it can hold so much meaning. When I googled it, the definition of love came up as an intense feeling of deep affection. You can't see it, but love is something you can feel. It's totally true, right? You get butterflies in your stomach, or it can be a warm hug, or it can be a kiss, or it can be a text message that you read, and it makes you feel warm, bubbly feelings inside. Kind of like when you have a hot beverage, but more intense. You can be the recipient of love or you can give love. And when you do something for someone you love, it also makes you feel good. So at the end of the day, love is a very positive feeling. But there are times when love doesn't always work out and it can cause intense pain. But let's not start there. Let's talk about how we learn to become loved or how we learn what that feeling is all about. So let's start from the very, 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 very beginning. Babies. When babies come into the world, everyone loves them, right? Of course. Why would you not? They're helpless. You need to help them literally in everything they do. And they're squishy. They're cute. Big old eyes. Big head. And it makes you feel that you're responsible and you want to help this person become the best person they possibly can. Even through all those restless nights and sometimes you know those poopy blow-ups but it's okay it's a baby everyone's like it's a baby it's totally fine then you get into the toddler stage and I feel like watching my nephews I understand that they don't understand what love is but when you say it to them they're like a little recorder you go say I love you they go love you do they actually understand what it means no but they understand what a hug and a kiss is. And when they feel sad or they're hurt, they usually run to their guardian or parents or aunties and uncles and look for that confirmation of no matter what, I still love you and I'm going to protect you. 
So in their space, it can be provider and it can also be protection, which does carry through for the rest of our lives and their lives because as we get older, those are the things we look for. Okay, so now that you're growing up as a child, right? Like you're going to school and they overwhelm you with what is Valentine's Day? You make these hearts, you give cards to your fellow classmates, you have lollipops, those little conversation hearts, and that is what you think love is. It's just happiness and fun and candy. And you start developing a little bit of a personality where you're like, hey, I love, for example, Marvel superheroes, or I love dinosaurs. I just basically channeled the inner baby J. Um, But if you also love like puppies or you love cooking, you have certain things that are tangible that you learn to love and you go towards when you are feeling upset or you want to express happiness or joy. There's also one other fun little thing that really shapes what we think of as love or romance even and it's called fairy tales. Disney, perfect, perfect gateway of what you think about love. You're supposed to be happily ever after, there's a fairy princess, there's a fairy prince, blah 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 blah, they meet and everything is fine in D&D. But what happens after they sail off, right? No one ever talks about that. What happens to the bills? What happens to when they have babies? Nobody knows because it's Disney. So you're going into your teenage years, which I feel like are your most important because you're learning about what love is. It's not just having a childhood kindergarten crush kind of thing, but you're actually experiencing it. And this is where it could get a little dangerous and quite frankly, unhealthy. By the time you're a teen, you've seen things, you've heard things, whether it's through media, whether it's through personal life, and you carry those things with you, right? So when you're first into your first real relationship, it you might feel like you have to portray being this person that you've seen in a movie or how relationships are depicted in movies. Or there can be inner scars if you see your parents fight a lot or if you see your friends going through certain things, you might think, oh, this is normal. And I have to say, sometimes, although you love deeply, those feelings can become very negative. Love can be confused for jealousy. It can be confused with controlling. And worse, it can be confused with abuse. Sometimes we find excuses for those who we love so much because we don't ever want to think that they are bad people. We want to believe that they are doing something and there's a reasoning for it. And a lot of times we forgive them. And if you're in this kind of relationship, you have to be very mindful. You have to understand then the most important love in that relationship is not to love that person that's hurting you or hurting themselves. It's to know the value of yourself and that's to love yourself. And if you're able to love yourself, which I feel is a good foundation for any relationship, that is a good foundation for a relationship to be with a lover. It is a good foundation to be with your family and your friends. If you love yourself, it means you respect yourself and you're able to help others around you. And that is why when you get into more college or adulthood, that is where I feel you've learned the most about yourself. And sometimes it can cause major inside turmoil because you don't want to get into these depths. You don't, under, you don't want to understand why this didn't work out or that didn't work out. When you're in high school, when you're in college, you may or may not at this point have had a really bad heartbreak. And let me tell you, although love is great and bubbly, when love fails, 
or love crumbles. Love hurts. Love can transform into so many different emotions. It can turn into hate. It can turn into anger. It can turn into bitterness and most important, sadness. So although love is great, you also need to make sure you have a strong foundation of what love is. And that foundation starts with you. So like I mentioned before, love yourself. Loving yourself is the most important thing you can ever do for yourself. And I don't mean become a narcissist and only listen to yourself and only think you're the best thing since sliced bread. But truly love yourself for the good and the bad. There have been days where I look at myself in the mirror and I hate who I see. You're too skinny. You're too fat. Look at your acne scars. Are you breaking out again? This will never look good on you. Look at those bags in your eyes. Oh my goodness, why are you so pale? Anything like that. And that is some kind of conversation that I may or may not have with myself. But on the flip side, I do kick myself in the little butt when that little negative troll in my head starts talking and saying, stop. Let's change the conversation. Let's change the perspective. What is it that I do like about myself? I got up this morning. I have energy to get up and stand in front of this mirror. I have good health. So I am able to help others around me. I got to go in to do my job that I love doing. I created this career and I get to do it every day. I get to talk to my friends. I have my puppies that I care for. It's things like that. So when you feel that you are ever picking on yourself, switch that combo. Be grateful. Thank the Lord for what he has given you, not what he has not given you yet. Yet. You have to understand. If you manifest, things will happen. And this all starts with yourself and you have to learn to love yourself first and foremost. Now let's talk about a different kind of love. Love between parents. I feel like this is the most intense yet challenging relationship. Because your parents will always see you as their little baby, right? Who they've loved since day one. However, they may or may not have, I would say, perspective to understand how much you've changed, right? When you're a teenager, they want to help you with so many things and they want to communicate with you. And you're very kind of like arm's length. I don't want to talk about this. I'm growing up. I'm going through things. You'll never know. I'm tired. I'm stressed. All of those things. And that is a relationship personally, and you guys have known this before, that I had to work on. And now my parents are someone that I truly love and enjoy because they see me for me. But that relationship is hard and it's also very delicate. So although your parents do have love for you, sometimes it may or may not be unconditional because there's, I don't want to say there are circumstances or things that challenge that. They might not be in love with everything you do. Maybe it's the person you're with. Maybe it's the career path you chose. Maybe it's the clothes you wear. It could be anything. Parents are the hardest people to develop that relationship, but it's really important that you do develop that relationship because at the end of the day, they're the ones who brought you into this world. And I have to say that I'm very grateful for them. And for those who do not get along with parents or were not raised by their parents or their parents are just not in their life, it's fine. But I'm talking about that foundation person, whether it's a grandmother, whether it's a guardian that brought you up, the auntie, the uncle, that relationship, that is your foundation. You don't choose family, you're given the family. So try to make that work. All right. And now we're down to like my favorite kind of loves now, which is unconditional love. And I have to say my unconditional love goes to my dogs. And you guys knew this was coming. My dogs are my 
everything. And I see them as unconditional love because it doesn't matter how I look. It doesn't matter how I feel. It doesn't matter the crap I've been through, the mood I went through, anything like that. It doesn't matter. They love me the same each and every day. I come in the door and they are just, it's like day one, right? I feel like that love is almost as pure as a baby's because it's, there's no, there's no kind of like trade seats. It's just love. They just want you to be happy. They just want you to feel what they feel, which is you're their whole world. And I've been through some really serious things. And my dogs, believe it or not, are the reason why I got through them. Because I knew how much they loved me and I could not have let them down. So it has powered through some really, really tough things where I was like, I, I'm done. I give up. And I look at them and I'm like, I got to continue to fight for you. Not so much myself, but for you. And then through them and through their eyes, I'm able to learn to love myself. Because I'm like, be the person your dog thinks you are. Because they think you're perfect. Regardless of what you see in the mirror, they think you're perfect. And they think that you can do no wrong. And that love, that is what I call pure unconditional love. All right. And then there's two other loves left. One is friends. Your friends love you. My friends love me. I love my friends. But that love is a little different. Because yes, they want you to continue to grow and they want you to push forward. Well, before we get started, these friends are your true friends. Not just acquaintances, but like your your ride or die. Like my Tracy and my Michelle, like those are my ride or die girls. And they love me. And no matter what I do, I can tell them anything about the truth. And I know that they might be like, "Mm, I wouldn't have gone through that way or took that route. However, at the end of the day, I understand And I'm going to help you through it. Or I'm going to be compassionate to your situation. And how do we move forward from it? And that love is honest. That love is the kind of love that you're like, these are all my flaws. These are all my cards. And I don't know how to fix it. And they're okay. They are by your side and they will hold you. And they will continue to build you up. And that kind of love fulfills you in a different way. Because you feel that you have a good team. And you have a good good backing and then the last kind of love well actually I have another one there's two there's two more one there's this and then there's one more after this my next one is my siblings I feel like my siblings love is very different because although they are family and yes we had to build through that and work through it and very similar to parents but this is a little different because they're kind of like your peers right they're in your same generation But as I continue to see my siblings grow, Lorraine and Eric, my love for them goes through a transformation phase. It's not just like, hey, that's that's my sister. I have to love her, right? Because we share a room together. But as I've seen Lo become a mom, I can't even describe it into words because I respect her in so much in this way that I never thought I could respect her more, right? She's like a second mom to me. And to see her in her, her relationship with her boys, it makes me want to protect her more so in a way she's protecting her babies and I protect her and her babies so this love is very it's a protection love it's like I would do anything for them and then my brother who's younger than me that kind of love is respect and it's a different kind of respect from like the way I feel about Lo and the boys I love seeing him grow I love seeing him become the man that he is he's in a very committed relationship with his girlfriend Linda who 
we all adore she's basically part of our family and to see him build his career to see him go you know continue with his passions whether it's camping or fishing or anything like that it's just to see that little boy becoming this man is very rewarding and whatever he needs not that he ever asked me for help or anything but he needs anything I'm there so it's knowing that I'm going to continue life and having these two built-in best friends with me every step of the way is another part of my support group that I am truly grateful for because there will be times in life that we go through as a family and I know that I'm never going to have to go through it by myself and they, they understand exactly how it is and how I'm feeling because we're family. We have the same blood in our bodies. Maybe not the same mindset, but it's pretty similar. And we understand we're like, oh, you have a short temper just like dad or oh you're emotional kind of like mom it's like having a love that you don't have to ever explain because they get it they were there they're kind of are still there and now it comes down to the last kind of love last but definitely not least the love of my life jay i feel like this love is pure it's supportive it's caring it's compassionate but it's also very honest so all the loves we spoke about before This is the love that I chose for myself, for my life, for every step of the way. And this love, this love can test you. This love can grow with you. This love can be your everything. Because this love can create new love and new life. So it's really important when you're in a relationship with someone as a lover, that they're able to bring out the best in you. And you're not afraid to be the worst in front of them because you know that they are still going to be there every step of the way to help you, whether it's ups and downs and whatever love can transform into, they'll still love you for you. All right. So now that we've known so many different kinds of love, so which love do you connect with the most? Is it the unconditional love with fur babies? Is it the pure baby love that is just raw Is it your friend's love where they're honest? Is it your siblings? Or is it with your parents? Or most importantly, is it the love with yourself? And have you learned to love yourself enough? Have you learned to love yourself yet? Today's a great day. Whether you have a lover to go out with, whether it's Valentine's Day, or whether it's just taking yourself out to do whatever it is that you want. So make sure you spend this day doing things that you truly love. And with that said, we have to make sure we end this day on a good note, and of course, a sweet note. The recipe of this week is a fudge, but don't worry, it's super easy, I promise you, and it looks really elegant. You guys and gals will be able to whip up the batch of this fudge in no time, and you can share it with your friends, whether it's for dinner tonight or just to sit with yourself and watch some Netflix. It's a three ingredient fudge, and it is chocolatey, it is rich, And there's a little hint of rose in there because I like some flowers for Valentine's Day, but I like to eat my food more and I don't want to waste money on flowers. So then I threw it in the recipe. So be sure to check out Rosie Chocolate Fudge right on Simmer Down with Viv's website under the recipe tab. Well, we made it through this lovely day together. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed sharing what my idea of love is with you guys and gals. Now I'm going to jump in the kitchen, make double batch, and then share with all my friends and family because I love them and I love you guys. Have a great week and we'll chat soon. 
Simmer Down with Viv is produced by me, Vivian Chan, and Tracy Gushkin from With You Media. For more information, visit Simmer Down with Viv on Instagram, With You Media on Instagram, or SimmerDownWithViv.com and WithYouMedia.com. One of the most popular DMs I get is what are the basic equipment and tools that I need for my kitchen? Well, Material has you covered. It's called the Fundamentals. The seven-piece set has everything you're going to need. It comes with an eight-inch chef's knife, a four-inch paring knife, tongs, wooden spoon, a metal spoon, and a slotted spatula, and all inside a pretty base. It's going to look absolutely beautiful on your countertop. People are actually going to think it's art. My favorite combo is the walnut base with the cool blush mix. Hurry up, it's limited edition. It's going to look magnificent, and with this set, anyone can go from home cook to absolute amazing chef. Hurry up, your kitchen demands this. And also, if you use Simmer Down with Fib in the promo code, you're going to get 10% off. What are you waiting for? Let's get cooking!